you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, the professor, Marcus Grant, and Molly Karam. Everything you need for Week 10 domination in fantasy. Today we'll give you all the latest injury news and the Thursday Night Football preview. Pierre Garçon stops by talk about just why he had the big fantasy week he did a week ago and if he can keep it up. Michael Fabiano's got his big starts and sits and easily the silliest thing we'll ever do in the history of NFL Fantasy Live. We're doing something because it is National Novel Writing Month in November. You don't want to miss that. There'll be a lot of bad accents. Hello, fantasy fans. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Jason Smith, alongside fantasy paranormal investigators Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison, Molly Karam, and Marcus Grant will join us shortly. Remember, you can always submit your questions, get the latest fantasy news by following us at NFL Fantasy. We got stuff on Aaron Rodgers coming up, an update on his injury, but first, as you guys stare at me, because I called you fantasy paranormal, <laughs> why, why can't I say that? You guys like to do stuff like that. Because we went to the Queen Mary. Yeah. Let's talk to a little fantasy. ghost hunting. <laughs> yeah. All right, Smith, let's go. You were hunting the ghost of C.J. Spiller for a long time as we start our headlines. I I have him in four leagues. You have him in three fabs. And finally, good news out of Buffalo, Doug Marone says C.J. Spiller is going to get more carries. He is not on the Wednesday injury report. So what do you do with Spiller going forward? You start him. He is one of the guys I have and start him and sit him this week against the Steelers. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. Let's just hope this isn't like the whole thing with the throwing up in the preseason where they said they're giving him the ball until he pukes. Now let's give him the ball until he pukes because C.J. Spiller could be a hero for fantasy owners down the stretch. If you held on to him, like I'm so happy to get him back in my lineup. But, Elliot, how about Fred Jackson? He's been really good this season. He's been good, but this is what I like to call FLC, fantasy less than confident, man. I, 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 starting Fred Jackson with C.J. Spiller coming back, it's a dicey play. Now, you have four teams on a bye, and I realize that a lot of our viewers out there are stuck. Flex play at best. Flex play at best for Fred Jackson. I will have more on EJ Manuel coming up in a bit as the quarterback back at practice this week. San Francisco 49ers announced that wide receiver Michael Crabtree has been cleared to practice. Coach Jim Harbaugh said Crabtree could return as early as mid to late November. Once he does return, the Niners have 21 days to activate him off the pup list. So, Fabs, do you go and stash Michael Crabtree now? He's a deep league stash, but I'm not going to pick him up because... Look at it this way. If he doesn't come back until the fantasy playoffs, he's got the Seahawks. He's got the Buccaneers with Darrell Revis. So this is also not an easy injury to come back from. We've asked Akbar Bajabia Miller, our pal here at NFL Fantasy Live, about when he came back from an Achilles, and it took him time to get his explosiveness back. Yeah, and he's going to be sore. It doesn't matter whether you're a pass rusher or a receiver. That is the worst injury in sports. I'm with Fabs on this. I don't know that you can waste a bench spot with Michael Crabtree. 
All right, let's take a look at the Niners' remaining schedule for the rest of the season. They have the Panthers. We're going to get into that matchup coming up later on. But then you have the Saints, Redskins, Rams, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Falcons, Cardinals. Really lightens up towards the end of the season. So if Crabtree returns and shows some form, by the time you get to week 15, week 16, could you have a big decision to make for your fantasy semifinal and final? Very possible, especially in week 16 against Atlanta. Their past defense has been awful. That's the only game. This is a wait-and-see scenario with Michael Crabtree. All right, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll said he is, quote, not counting on wide receiver Percy Harvin playing in Week 10 against the Falcons. Harvin's been sidelined all season as he recovers from hip surgery. Elliot, what do you do if you own Percy Harvin? Well, bear in mind, we just talked about the Achilles. Hip surgery is a big deal. Dennis Pitta out for the year. He had a hip problem. Percy Harvin, I like his value in the fantasy playoffs. I don't like him right now. If you want to pick him up as a fantasy future and you can afford the bench spot, then I say do it. Different than Crabtree. But don't expect to play him in the next couple of weeks. One of your favorite bands, Guns N' Roses, had a song called Patience. That's what owners need to do right now. Be I was thinking, I was thinking used to love her. No. But they're different, I was different thinking songs night entirely. Train. I'm totally. <laughs> Would you guys stop? Bottoms it, up. We're on the night train and we can never get enough. For more now, let's throw it over to Axel and Slash. Molly and Marcus. Oh, wow, Jay. That was good. Patience is a virtue I struggle with. That's why NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant is going to tell us who's hot and who's not. Top 10 player ads. And we're going to make some decisions. Who is on the it list? One of those gentlemen is Mike James. He's been stepping up with Doug Martin's sideline. Gained a lot of credibility with that performance against the Seahawks D. Yeah, absolutely. I know a lot of fantasy owners were very hesitant when Doug Martin went down. Not sure where to go. Mike James has certainly earned their trust. He has had his scrimmage yards increase in three straight games. And he's going up against the Miami Dolphins this week, who have really struggled stopping the run. They've allowed the second most fantasy points per game to running backs this season. Mike James is still out there. He is available in almost 80% of fantasy leagues on NFL.com. If you're looking for running back help, and nowadays who isn't, go get him. Houston quarterback Case Keenum, he's making a case that he, you see what I did there? That he belongs in your lineup, correct? He absolutely does. And I'm not even Akbar Bajabiamila. Akbar has been big on Case Keenum since day one. I know people are worried that he's going on the road and going up to face the Arizona Cardinals. Fret not. In his first ever start, he was on the road against that vaunted Kansas City Chiefs defense, threw for 271 and a touchdown. Case Keenum looks very, very comfortable. If you're hurting at the quarterback spot, if you're missing Aaron Rodgers, Case Keenum's a guy I think you can take a look at. And maybe Foles or Jake Locker as well. All right. We told you who is hot. Now let's look at who is not. Here's the top 10 most dropped players now. And we start with Alex Smith. Getting kicked to the curb. Is this an overreaction to a subpar outing or the result of other quarterbacks like Keenan and Foles stepping up? Yeah, it is more the latter than, than the former. I mean, Alex Smith at this point is matchup proof in the sense that whatever matchup he has, he doesn't seem to be able to exploit it. Captain Checkdown looks like he is back in Kansas City. Alex Smith has not thrown a touchdown pass in four of his last five games. He's missing his receivers. He's having trouble getting, getting yardage on the ground, and he's not scrambling like he was earlier in the season. The Chiefs' offense as a whole has ground to a halt, unless it's Jamal Charles. It is wise at this point to just move on from Alex Smith. Speaking of moving on, Kemperl Tompkins. Now with the return of Gronk and Amendola, his looks are really being diminished. They absolutely are, and we kind of knew this was going to happen. Once Gronk came back, once Amendola got healthy, we knew that Tom Brady was going to go with the guys that he trusts the most. We thought maybe there was room for Kimbrell Tompkins to fit in somewhere, but Aaron Dobson has stepped up and played well. Julian Edelman is still a factor there, and Tompkins has scored two or more fantasy points just once in his last three games. His fantasy value pretty much is gone now. When you're a healthy scratch against the Steelers like he was Sunday, that about says it all, Marcus. 
All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Redskins electric wide receiver Pierre Garçon drops by the program to talk some fantasy football. And you won't believe what he says is the solution to coach Mike Shanahan's love of Shanahanigans. And later, the fabulous one, Mr. Michael Fabiano, reveals all his starts and sits for Week 10. Get ready to dominate your league. NFL Fantasy Live back in a few. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Molly Karam joined by Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. Guys, before we talk Redskins-Vikings, we have some fantasy quarterback news to get you caught up on. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport is reporting that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers can miss four to six weeks with his collarbone injury. The Packers are hopeful it's closer to four weeks since he's a quick healer. What does this mean for Eddie Lacy, Elliott? Well, I think Eddie Lacy's going to continue to get a lot of touches, Molly, so I don't think you need to worry about that. What you worry about is he's not going to get as much bang for the buck. Now, he did great against the Bears, but that's because the Bears are completely decimated in their middle of their defense. D.J. Williams, Henry Melton, out. Eddie Lacy, I see him being a 25-carry, 80-yard guy with a touchdown. Still play him. Fabs, how about the Packers receiving core? How does this affect them? Well, you want to talk about a downgrade. Aaron Rodgers down to Seneca Wallace. Uh, that is a huge downgrade. You also have to downgrade the wide receivers, yep. including Jordy Nelson, Jared Boykin, James Jones, Andrew Quarles, all of those guys now losing some value. Jordy Nelson you have would have play. been a top five fantasy receiver this week. Now I have him closer to 15. You still have to play him, though. You do. We have the opposite situation now in Buffalo. Bills team president Russ Brandon said Wednesday on his weekly radio show on WGR Buffalo that unless Bills rookie quarterback E.J. Manuel has a setback, he should be ready to play against Pittsburgh on Sunday. Manuel was cleared to return to action on Monday and was recovering from a knee injury. Guys, Manuel owned in about 4% of leagues. Is he worth putting on your bench? I don't think so. The quarterback position is so deep at this point in the season. He's no more than a guy you're picking up if you start two quarterbacks or if you're in a really deep lead. I think yeah. he's good for the Bills running backs, but you're talking about a guy that averaged 197 yards a game and a touchdown a game. That's not big production, and that's not enough for the receivers to carve up. So you don't want to start Bills receivers either. Okay. I was just going to ask you about that as well, but let's turn our attention now to the Redskins-Vikings showdown tomorrow night on NFL Network. Here are our projections for the Redskins. And, guys, I looked at these earlier – and uh, RG3 here, looking like he's going to have a pretty big day. I haven't had those kind of numbers from him just yet. Alfred Morris as well, Pierre Garçon, and Jordan Reed. Are you starting him, RG3? Obviously. All right. Actually, before, before I do, I need your approval. Should I be starting him, Elliot? I think you should start RG3, Fabs, because I like his ability against a Vikings defense that struggled, even though points are historically down on Thursday night. Right, exactly. RG3's got a really good matchup. The Vikings have allowed the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks at home this season. I know there have been weeks where we've said start RG3 because of the matchup, and he fails to produce. But you know what? You have to keep the faith with this kid. Unless you're really deep at the quarterback position, I start him. All right, let's move on here, Elliot, to Pierre Garcon. He had a season-high 172 yards and was targeted 11 times on Sunday. What about this matchup? Well, it's hard to start a guy as the number one receiver in fantasy when he says his own passing game is sucky. So keep that, <laughs> keep that in mind. But he is third in the league in targets. So you don't sit Pierre Garcon because you know he's going to get the looks. At the end of the day, though, 
This is not a 100 yards per game and a touchdown per game kind of receiver. I think he's a flex play. Maybe we're going to talk to him about that. Just a reminder, Pierre Garcon will be joining us live later in the show. He's going to go one-on-one with Mr. Fabiano, so make sure you stick around to hear what he has to say about RG3 and that team's offense. Speaking of the offense, Jordan Reed has been incredible in one of his favorite targets, Fabs. Jordan Reed has been good over the last four weeks. Only one tight end has more fantasy points. That's Vernon Davis. The Vikings, they can be had by tight ends. Just look at what Jason Witten did to this team last week. Start Jordan Reed. Yeah, and we all predicted that Jordan Reed was going to be all pro level this year. Look at all of our articles over the offseason. Uh, except for we didn't. Except for we didn't. Let's go. I don't think anybody uh, predicted that one, guys. Let's go to the Viking side of things. They dropped one in week nine to the Cowboys, despite having a lead with less than a minute to go. And AP running for 100 yards and a touchdown. So let's take a look at their projections. And let's get into Adrian Peterson. Guys, he's money. Every week, week in and week out. Yeah, I am not telling you anything you don't already know. You could be a rookie at fantasy, and you know that when Adrian Peterson is playing for the Vikings, he's playing for your fantasy team, he is going to have a monster game against the Washington Redskins. They've been struggling against the run, and it doesn't even matter who he plays. Struggling or not struggling, you start him. AD is a start. Hand the ball to him. Christian Potter needs to do that. Now, he's run for more scores than he's thrown for, Elliot. Yeah, you know, that's really his value. You're looking at bye week. If you need somebody, of course, if you're in a two-quarterback league, then I think you can go with Christian Potter. I put 20 points. That may sound really, really high, but let's break it down. Christian Ponder's had a rushing touchdown almost every game, or he averages one anyway. And if he gets you 40 yards on the ground, you're talking about 10 points right off the bat. He had a touchdown run last week, Molly. All he needs to do is get you 200 yards, a little five-yard touchdown pass, and run the football. Next thing you know, voila, you've got 18, 20 points. In a week with buys, that's a good start. It is. I don't know that I think he can get to 20, but I think he can get somewhere between 16 and 18. All right, let's get into Greg Jennings, though. He hasn't scored since week four, Elliot. What do we do with him? Well, Greg Jennings, it's all been about the London game against the Steelers. That's when he had a monster performance. Of course, I sat him that week (laughs) in both my leagues here at the NFL. But all the other games, he's not getting you the touchdowns, and he's not getting you the yardage. He's got the most catches on the Vikings, but you're not getting banged for the buck. If you're only averaging 12 yards a catch and you're not getting touchdowns, that's a sit. You know what's a big difference uh, between Minnesota and Green Bay? What's that? Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for the Vikings, so. Right? Yeah, you think he misses him just a little bit? No doubt about it. You think Greg Jennings will find the red zone this week? No. No shot. All right. Still to come, there are no fantasy guarantees in life, but an easy matchup certainly helps put your mind at ease. We look at the players who have the best chance to be stars in Week 10. And it's hump day. That means one thing. It's time for the guru, Michael Fabiano, to unveil his stardom in sit for the week when the official fantasy football show of the NFL returns. 2014 Pro Bowl balloting presented by McDonald's is open. For the first time ever, the Pro Bowl is unconferenced. Vote for the best players regardless of conference. Then, Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams as alumni captains. Vote now online and on your mobile device at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Ballot. Mahalo. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. And Fabs, every week you reveal all your starts and sits for the week. So let's kick things off here. Quarterbacks for Week 10. Who do you like? Let's start things off with Gordon, Colin Kaepernick. People are looking at that matchup thinking that it's a bad matchup, but we'll tell you why it's not. I like Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin III on Thursday night. Guys, you want to sit, Terrell Pryor, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum. Yes, Akbar is going to be mad at me. And a sleeper, 
Jake Locker against I, the Jags. I think everybody against the Jaguars. Empty your bench this week. That is You can exactly play Ernest right. Gibbons against the Jaguars you think this so? week. <laughs> now, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick, and this is on paper. Looks like a pretty bad matchup because the Carolina Panthers have had a very good defense so far this year, but you still like Kaepernick. Right. The Panthers have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on the road this season, but we have to take a look at the opponents that they've faced. This is a team that has gone up against guys like E.J. Manuel, Carson Palmer, Matt Castle, and Mike Glennon. Not good quarterbacks when we're talking about fantasy. So don't look at the matchup here and think, well, I can't start Kaepernick. I'm worried about the matchup. Should I bench him? He has been hot. He scored 20-plus fantasy points in each of his last two games. I'd keep riding him. The Panthers are a little overrated based on these numbers. All right, six picks, ten sacks in four road games this season. Andy Dalton, he was great two weeks ago. He was awful last week. You say sit him this week. Yeah, I don't like this matchup. The Ravens have allowed one touchdown passer less in six straight home games. They're also allowing an average of fewer than 11 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on their home field. I think the bloom is off the rose with Andy Dalton, at least for now, Jason. I'd sit him. All right, let's get to your running backs now. Starts and sit your recommendations for this week. Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones-Drew, Pierre Thomas on your start list. Mike James, a sleeper against Miami, coming off that huge week against Seattle a week ago. But here's C.J. Spiller, and the best news is, Fabs, he has a name change because for most of the season, his official name was Sid C.J. Spiller. Now he's just C.J. Spiller. Now he's C.J. Spiller again. The ankle looks like it's getting healthier. He had a big game last week, over 100, uh, 100 rushing yards against a really good Kansas City Chiefs defense. Now he's playing the Steelers. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. You think of the Steelers and you think really good run defense, not in 2013. This is a vulnerable run defense. Start C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, for that matter, is a good start as well. Ryan Matthews, this is a public service announcement. Hopefully you were able to trade him after those two big weeks. No touchdowns his last four meetings against the Broncos. He had a bad week last week, Fabs. You have him as a sit. Yeah, and the Broncos are allowing an average of fewer than 15 fantasy points per game to running backs on the road this season. They're also allowing the fewest rushing yards per game of any team in the National Football League. Ryan Matthews teased us, Jason. He teased us with a couple of good games, and we said, oh, play him last week against the Redskins, and guess what happened? The old Ryan Matthews showed up again. Surprising. Ryan Matthews teased us with some talent and never came through. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I only promoted him for two years after, uh, after he came out, of the, came out of college. I thought we'd take him out of NFL.com game entirely. We may have to do that. All right, here's your starts and sits for wide receivers. Keenan Allen, this might be the last week. You actually have to recommend to start him. He's been terrific. Pierre Garçon plays Thursday night. Alshon Jeffrey. Sleeper alert is Golden Tate at Atlanta, but Fabs Antonio Brown is someone who was pretty interesting. Got benched the end of the game last week. They didn't like his performance towards the end, so Mike Tomlin had to sit him down, but he says he's a full go this week. His playing time is not going to be affected. He's a start for you. He's the NFL leader in receptions. The Bills have allowed 15 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this year. That's the most in the National Football League. Ben Roethlisberger is looking at Antonio Brown a lot. This guy is a targets machine. He's a PPR machine, and this week, He needs to be started in all leagues, PPR or otherwise. Mike Wallace is a sit for you. He's had one big week. He had actually a couple okay weeks. He did have 82 yards receiving a week ago against the Bengals, but you still think, ah, I'm going to sit him. Well, there you have it. 82 yards, and we're saying that was a good game for Mike Wallace. It's eight (laughs) fantasy points. It's not that great. He has no touchdowns in his last six games. Five-plus fantasy points once in four road games this season. Mike Wallace needs to be on your bench whether or not he's being 
he, he's, he's being covered by Darrell Rivers or not doesn't matter to me. I'm not playing Mike Wallace. Yeah, and we had Wallace as a big bust in the preseason here on NFL Fantasy Live. Tight ends gets tougher and tougher every week. Jordan Reed, you have him as a start this week, though he's coming off a down week a week ago. Timothy Wright's an interesting guy, Fabs, because, you know, you think in Tampa Bay they struggle on offense, but two weeks in a row he's in the end zone, and he's that got that Jordan Reed-type physical body where he can make a lot of plays. And Mike Lennon has a lot of trust in this kid. These guys, both young players, and very impressive that he's had nine-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. For a tight end, Jason, I mean, that's phenomenal. You get nine points from your tight end week in and week out. You're starting this guy without question. The matchup is good. The Dolphins have allowed the second-most fantasy points per game to tight ends on the road. Pick up Timothy Wright, and if you need a tight end, start Timothy Wright. And if you need a tight end, if you have Greg Olson, you're going to need a tight end this week because, Fabs, you say, have him on your bench. Yeah, this is a tough matchup against the 49ers. They've allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to tight ends this season. Olson only has four touchdowns in his last 18 road games as well. So as good as he's been over the last couple of weeks, he's definitely a top target for Cam Newton. The matchup says keep him on your bench. Let's look at two defenses we both like this week, starting with the Titans D facing the Jaguars. Streaming defenses is a lot of fun, but it's kind of tough to stream the Titans from now on. The Titans are owned in just about every league, uh, and if you have them, well, kudos, because you have to play them this week against the Jaguars. They've allowed the second most fantasy points of defenses this season, and the Titans are really good on their home field. 15 takeaways in their last six home games. The Titans are the number one defense in fantasy this week because the Chiefs are on a bye. All right, how about the New York Giants? I know traditionally you would say, this Giants defense has not been good all season, but this is where fantasy meets reality. Here's a Raiders team traveling 3,000 miles. Terrell Pryor is banged up. Darren McFadden is banged up. The Giants are coming off a bye. This has all the earmarks of another big Giants game. Defensively, the Raiders turn the football over. If you need a defense, go with the Giants. And they're available in a lot of leagues. I've picked them up in a lot of leagues this week. And remember, the Giants' defense has actually been pretty good before their bye. 11-plus fantasy points in their two previous games. So the arrow is pointing up. Yes, and if the Giants beat the Raiders on Sunday, they clinch the NFC East. So that, that's you pretty nice. stop it, Smith? <laughs> Coming up, you want to know which quarterback stock values are on the rise because they have the easiest remaining schedules? Stick around to find out as NFL Fantasy Live rolls onward. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Joined by Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison, and Marcus Grant. Guys, one of the most popular players being asked about right now is Cam Newton. He hadn't thrown an interception all season, but through two last week. Can we trust him moving forward? Well, I think for the most part, you can't trust Cam Newton. I think what has happened is because he's running the football more. We, we've talked about this with guys like Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin III. Guys who run tend to open up things for the passing game. Although this week, this has been a lot tougher than some of the teams Cam Newton has faced. I think you temper your expectations, but going forward, I like Cam a lot. Yeah, I feel the exact same way, Marcus. Just going to button that point. I don't like him this week against the 49ers. By the way, 49ers in reality since flying way under the radar. So much talk about the Seahawks. Their defense has played better, but after that, I like Cam Newton. Yeah, tough to bench Cam. He's a top-ten quarterback this week, four teams off. So continue to start Cam, but the matchup, it's not good. Certainly a tougher test with the Niners on pace for 34 total touchdowns. All right, gentlemen, my favorite time of the week, because you know what it is. It is Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. We're going to put 130 on the clock, and then what do we do? Just let it rip. We let it rip. We go through as many fantasy genius questions submitted by you, the fans, all based on week 10, and we begin with this one. Better start DeMarco Murray or Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy, no doubt about it. I like Murray. 
I hope he's getting healthier. But Zach Stacy's been unreal lately. Yeah, since Brian Waters got hurt, Cowboys can't run the football. Zach, Ta- Zach Stacy, rather, 261 rushing yards last two games. Yeah, I'm going with Zach Stacy. I mean, DeMarco Murray had, what, nine touches last week? They just can't. You like that, didn't you? It's awful. It's awful. Let's go to quarterback Matthew Stafford or Andrew Luck. I'm taking Andrew Luck, guys. I don't, wow. I don't like Matt Stafford this yeah. week. Andrew Luck at home uh, is a better play, but Stafford's been phenomenal, too. Yeah, I may, I may buck the trend. I like Matthew Stafford. He's just been hot at this point. I think you stay with the hot hand. Road game. Less than a minute. Let's stay with the quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick or Jake Locker? I am going with Colin Kaepernick just because he looks like the Colin Kaepernick he drafted at the start of the season. Jake Locker. I like him to against <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm sorry. Matchup. I think Locker's a great sleeper. I would play Kaepernick. Let's move to the backfield. Andre Ellington or Le'Veon Bell? Probably Le'Veon Bell, although I don't like either (laughs) one of their matchups. I mean, it's pretty ugly, but I go Le'Veon Bell. I like Ellington with Cushing not there to get one big run, and that's all you need, one big run. I'm going to go with Bell, but the Bills are good against the run this year, which is strange. 20 seconds, tight end. Better start Vernon Davis or Jordan Reed. I'm going to go with the name brand. I'm going to go Vernon Davis against the Carolina Panthers. Keep in mind, they're coming off a bye week. Vernon Davis. They're treating Vernon Davis like a wide receiver. Might as well use him. Good stuff. Way to get through that, guys. That was Engineered to Win, presented by Volkswagen. And let's take a look now. Yeah, we had music Saved through that, the, too. Saved by the in here. Uh, the schedule for this week's slate of games here. We've got a couple matchups we want to focus on. We're going to get into who are your best plays for Week 10. We know anybody against the Jags. we got the interesting uh, matchup here with Minnesota as well. But let's start right away with Russell Wilson against the Atlanta team that is almost all but packed it in. Yeah, and Russell Wilson has this weird trend of not doing well in even-numbered weeks. I'm looking past that trend because the the Atlanta Falcons have been absolutely awful against the pass this season. So Russell Wilson in a game that could end up being a high-scoring affair is a very good start. I have him in my top ten quarterbacks this week. The Falcons have allowed the third-most fantasy points quarterbacks at the Georgia Dome this season. You know what's a shame about this game is that this was maybe the best game of the year last year, Seahawks-Falcons. The Falcons just don't even resemble themselves from a year ago. I just want to point out, Russell Wilson has a favorable schedule, not just this week, pretty much the rest of the way. But, Elliot, let's get to Phillip Rivers. He's been phenomenal thus far. Should we expect another big week? Yeah, I love Phillip Rivers. I like the matchup against the Denver Broncos. You bet Denver's the best team in football, but they're not stopping anybody, and they're a dream for a quarterback. I don't think there's anybody in their secondary that can match up with Keenan Allen physically. And then Antonio Gates is on pace for 1,100 yards. Wow. Think about that. Antonio Gates, 1,100 yards. Not bad for the old man. No. Incredible. And Denver has been very susceptible to big plays on D. Let's move on to Jake Locker, the perfect opponent this week, the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, Elliot, hit me a little creed if you could. (laughs) Can you play Jake Locker? Yes, you can. Oh, my goodness. You can sell that, boy. Absolutely can play Jake Locker this week. I agree with Fabs. He is a sleeper. 19 or more points in three (laughs) of the last four games. He's had a TD or more in five straight games. And the thing about Jake Locker that we don't talk about, he's another guy who can run the football. And he's as liable to get you a rushing touchdown as he is a passing touchdown. Plus, Jaguars. I feel like I'm sitting next to Scott Stafford here. <laughs> that was so, I didn't know you had those pipes. No. How about it? 
Okay, let's move on to running back guys, some running backs with favorable schedules. Elliot, how do you like Zach Stacy? Well, this gives me a great opportunity to actually get the guy's name right. Zach Stacy. I like Zach Stacy in this matchup against the Colts. The Colts run defense has been bad. If I could just read you off a couple of little numbers here: 171 allowed, 101 allowed, 115 allowed, 147 allowed, 143 allowed. The only teams that haven't run on the Colts are the Jags, who can't run on anybody, and the Broncos, who if they don't feel like running the football, they just don't for a quarter. So I don't trust the Colts' run defense as much as I also like Zach Stacy. It's a double whammy. 250 yards over the last two weeks. One Michael Fabiano, Lenovo Coach of the Week. Let's move on, though, Marcus. Mike James gets to uh, showcase him that he's the real deal on Monday Night Football. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going up against a Dolphins run defense that has really struggled this year. Mike James is getting more and more touches and more and more opportunities. He's filled in more than admirably for the injured Doug Martin. And who knows, maybe he rises up and throws you another jump pass touchdown. I wouldn't go chasing that, but with the matchup and the way the Buccaneers are using Mike James, I don't know how you keep him out of your lineup. It could happen. Never it, know. It, it could happen. It I mean, happen. they're pulling out all the stops in Tampa but right Doug now. Doug Flutie can drop kick. How about MJD? Jake Locker benefits from playing the Jags. Will MJD benefit against that uh, Titans D? Is MJD starting to bounce back? He's had two of his last three what games, double-digit yes. fantasy points. Remember, MJD has MJD on his fantasy team, so he's got added motivation to produce. The Titans have allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs over the last four weeks. So I know the Jags can't run the ball effectively on a consistent basis, but this is a really good matchup. Zach Stacy played who last week? I'm not telling. Tennessee. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> and he ran yeah. all over them. He did. So a little suspect for MJD defense. is a two this week. All right, let's move on to wide receiver now. Of course, these are favorable matchups for week 10. Will Doug Baldwin be a prime target of Russell Wilson in Atlanta? I think he will be. And, you know, the Falcons have really had a tough time slowing down wide receivers. I think everybody thought maybe, you know, who was going to step up after Sidney Rice's injury. And everybody looked at Golden Tate. And sure, Tate has had some catches. But Doug Baldwin, we forget about this guy. But he stepped up, had some big catches. You see the toe tap there on the sideline. And I think he's a guy that Russell Wilson really has a rapport with. And until Percy Harvin gets back, you know, we don't know exactly when that's going to be. Doug Baldwin, I think, is the number one target in that offense. Hey, he came on our show, and like Russell Wilson, he didn't have a lot of stock coming out, you know, so I, he's a hard worker. I'm with you on this one. And he's an FLP friend of the program. All right, you talked about the Denver D. Keenan Allen faces them. What do you think, Elliot? I like Keenan Allen. I said earlier, I don't think anyone in Denver's secondary can really match up athletically with Keenan Allen. I think this game is going to be a shootout. We saw last year when LaRon Robinson, or excuse me, not LaRon Robinson, Denario Alexander. LaRon Robinson didn't do anything last year. Denario Alexander, however, did against the Broncos because he was able to get up and meet the ball at its highest point. I think that's what Keenan Allen is going to be able to do against the Denver Broncos. I could see this game being 46-38. to 38. All right, let's move on to T.Y. Hilton. Fabs, he had a remarkable second half against Houston. T.Y. Hilton is a fantastic start this Hilton. week. Hilton, Hilton. Hilton, excuse me, Molly, uh, in our Connecticut accents. But this guy's been hot. 26-plus fantasy points twice in his last four games. 120 or more receiving yards in two of his last three home games. No Reggie Wayne. This kid is going to bust out and help fantasy owners win their league down the stretch. Dare I say it? A must-start right now. T.Y. Hilton. Don't forget about the uh, yards from returning punts as well. No doubt about that. If you're in a specialized league, yeah. Is he better than LaRon Robinson? 
Clearly. Clearly. I feel okay. bad. We mentioned a Cal Laron or Stanford guy. I mean, you know, you should have thrown Griff Whalen in there so we I... could have kept that going, right? <laughs> yeah, right? But I didn't. I don't know where that came from. Don't worry about it. We're all random. Let's leave it there. Coming up next, it's story time. Can Ray Rice and Trent Richardson turn their fantasy seasons around and have a storybook ending for their fantasy owners? Find out when NFL Fantasy Live returns. 2014 Pro Bowl balloting presented by McDonald's is open. For the first time ever, the Pro Bowl is unconferenced. Vote for the best players regardless of conference. Then, Pro Football Hall of Famers Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders will draft their teams as alumni captains. Vote now online and on your mobile device at NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Ballot. Mahalo. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Jason Smith here alongside Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. And Fabs, every week you reveal all your starts and sits for the week. So let's kick things off here. Quarterbacks for Week 10. Who do you like? Let's start things off with Gordon, Colin Kaepernick. People are looking at that matchup thinking that it's a bad matchup, but we'll tell you why it's not. I like Russell Wilson, Robert Griffin III on Thursday night. Guys, you want to sit, Terrell Pryor, Andy Dalton, Case Keenum. Yes, Akbar is going to be mad at me. And a sleeper, Jake Locker against I, the Jags. I think everybody against the Jaguars. Empty your bench this week. That is You can exactly play Ernest right. Givens against the Jaguars this so? week. Now, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick, and this is on paper. Looks like a pretty bad matchup because the Carolina Panthers have had a very good defense so far this year. But you still like Kaepernick. Right. The Panthers have allowed the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks on the road this season. But we have to take a look at the opponents that they've faced. This is a team that has gone up against guys like E.J. Manuel, Carson Palmer, Matt Castle, and Mike Glennon. Not good quarterbacks when we're talking about fantasy. So don't look at the matchup here and think, well, I can't start Kaepernick. I'm worried about the matchup. Should I bench him? He has been hot. He scored 20-plus fantasy points in each of his last two games. I'd keep riding him. The Panthers are a little overrated based on these numbers. All right, six picks, ten sacks in four road games this season. Andy Dalton, he was great two weeks ago. He was awful last week. You say sit him this week. Yeah, I don't like this matchup. The Ravens have allowed one touchdown passer less in six straight home games. They're also allowing an average of fewer than 11 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks on their home field. I think the bloom is off the rose with Andy Dalton, at least for now, Jason. I'd sit him. All right, let's get to your running backs now. Starts and sit your recommendations for this week. Chris Johnson, Maurice Jones-Drew, Pierre Thomas on your start list. Mike James, a sleeper against Miami, coming off that huge week against Seattle a week ago. But here's C.J. Spiller, and the best news is, Fabs, he has a name change because for most of the season, his official name was Sid C.J. Spiller. Now he's just C.J. Spiller. Now he's C.J. Spiller again. The ankle looks like it's getting healthier. He had a big game last week, over 100, uh, 100 rushing yards against a really good Kansas City Chiefs defense. Now he's playing the Steelers. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs this season. You think of the Steelers and you think really good run defense, not in 2013. This is a vulnerable run defense. Start C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, for that matter, is a good start as well. Ryan Matthews, this is a public service announcement. Hopefully you were able to trade him after those two big weeks. No touchdowns his last four meetings against the Broncos. He had a bad week last week, Fabs. You have him as a sit. Yeah, and the Broncos are allowing an average of fewer than 15 fantasy points per game to running backs on the road this season. They're also allowing the fewest rushing yards per game of any team in the National Football League. Ryan Matthews teased us, Jason. He teased us with a couple of good games, and we said, oh, play him last week against the Redskins, and guess what happened? 
the old Ryan Matthews showed up again. Surprising. Ryan Matthews teased us with some talent and never came through. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I only promoted him for two years after, uh, after he came out, of the, came out of college. I thought we'd take him out of NFL.com game entirely. We may have to do that. All right, here's your starts and sits for wide receivers. Keenan Allen, this might be the last week you actually have to recommend to start him. He's been terrific. Pierre Garçon plays Thursday night. Alshon Jeffrey. Sleeper alert is Golden Tate at Atlanta, but Fabs Antonio Brown is someone who is pretty interesting. Got benched the end of the game last week. They didn't like his performance towards the end, so Mike Tomlin had to sit him down, but he says he's a full go this week. His playing time is not going to be affected. He's a start for you. He's the NFL leader in receptions. The Bills have allowed 15 receiving touchdowns to wide receivers this year. That's the most in the National Football League. Ben Roethlisberger is looking at Antonio Brown a lot. This guy is a targets machine. He's a PPR machine, and this week, He needs to be started in all leagues, PPR or otherwise. Mike Wallace is a sit for you. He's had one big week. He had actually a couple okay weeks. He did have 82 yards receiving a week ago against the Bengals, but you still think, ah, I'm going to sit him. Well, there you have it. 82 yards, and we're saying that was a good game for Mike Wallace. It's eight (laughs) fantasy points. It's not that great. He has no touchdowns in his last six games. Five-plus fantasy points once in four road games this season. Mike Wallace needs to be on your bench whether or not he's being He's, he's being covered by Darrell Rivers or not, doesn't matter to me. I'm not playing Mike Wallace. Again, we had Wallace as a big bust in the preseason here on NFL Fantasy Live. Tight ends gets tougher and tougher every week. Jordan Reed, you have him as a start this week, though he's coming off a down week a week ago. Timothy Wright's an interesting guy, Fabs, because, you know, you think in Tampa Bay they struggle on offense, but two weeks in a row he's in the end zone, and he's that got that Jordan Reed-type physical body where he can make a lot of plays. And Mike Lennon has a lot of trust in this kid. These guys, both young players, and very impressive that he's had nine-plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. For a tight end, Jason, I mean, that's phenomenal. You get nine points from your tight end week in and week out. You're starting this guy without question. The matchup is good. The Dolphins have allowed the second-most fantasy points per game to tight ends on the road. Pick up Timothy Wright, and if you need a tight end, start Timothy Wright. And if you need a tight end, if you have Greg Olson, you're going to need a tight end this week because, Fabs, you say, have him on your bench. Yeah, this is a tough matchup against the 49ers. They've allowed the sixth-fewest fantasy points to tight ends this season. Olson only has four touchdowns in his last 18 road games as well. So as good as he's been over the last couple of weeks, he's definitely a top target for Cam Newton. The matchup says keep him on your bench. Let's look at two defenses we both like this week, starting with the Titans D facing the Jaguars. Streaming defenses is a lot of fun, but it's kind of tough to stream the Titans from now on. The Titans are owned in just about every league, uh, and if you have them, well, kudos, because you have to play them this week against the Jaguars. They've allowed the second-most fantasy points of defenses this season, and the Titans are really good on their home field. 15 takeaways in their last six home games. The Titans are the number one defense in fantasy this week because the Chiefs are on a bye. All right, how about the New York Giants? I know traditionally you would say, this Giants defense has not been good all season, but this is where fantasy meets reality. Here's a Raiders team traveling 3,000 miles. Terrell Pryor is banged up. Darren McFadden is banged up. The Giants are coming off a bye. This has all the earmarks of another big Giants game. Defensively, the Raiders turn the football over. If you need a defense, go with the Giants. And they're available in a lot of leagues. I've picked them up in a lot of leagues this week. And remember, the Giants' defense has actually been pretty good before their bye. 11-plus fantasy points in their two previous games. So the arrow is pointing up. Yes, and if the Giants beat the Raiders on Sunday, they clinch the NFC East. So that, that's you pretty nice. stop it, Smith? <laughs> Coming up, you want to know which quarterback stock values are on the rise because they have the easiest remaining schedules? Stick around to find out as NFL Fantasy Live rolls onward.
it's a touchdown! Touchdown, Redskins! Up by Garcon, breaks a tackle for Garcon. Caught the dive for the pylon, and he catches it! Off to the races. Oh, baby, what a catch! All right, we're back here on NFL Fantasy Live, and look who's joined us. It's Washington Redskins wide receiver Pierre Garcon. Thanks for joining the show, man. No problem. Glad to be on. Now, you're coming off one of your best games of this season. Seven catches, 172 yards. That's 24.2 fantasy points in PPR leagues. What changed in the passing game Sunday based on what had been happening in previous weeks? Um, we just started connecting. You know, we ran the ball well. That opened up the passing lanes. And, um, you know, we made a lot of tough plays that we weren't making early in the year. And um, we just put it all together in one game. Are you seeing glimpses of the old RG3, uh, the one who played before having reconstructive knee surgery? Oh, yeah. He's definitely running a lot. Definitely out there making plays, um, giving great effort for first downs on third down when we definitely need him. And um, he's definitely coming along very strong. How is your relationship with RG3 both on and off the field? Oh, yeah, we have a great relationship. We talk a lot. We text a lot. You know, we used to watch games. Um, we always communicate and see what we see on TV and on film. Um, we always talk a lot. Now, in fantasy football, the tight end position has become pretty thin this season. But Jordan Reed has been fantastic over the last three mm-hmm. or four weeks. Talk about his development and the usage of him in the Redskins passing game. Oh, he's very big in our passing game. Um, he works in the middle of the field. He's a, he's a natural receiver out of that um, tight end's position. You have to put a, a DB on him um, next. You can't really just put anybody, a linebacker or a safety on him. But um, he's a very good player. He's quick in space, and um, he can definitely get open uh, and make those catches. So this isn't a fluke. This kid's the real deal. Oh, yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Very good. That's what fantasy owners like to hear. Now, you have a matchup <laughs> against the Minnesota Vikings. Right here on NFL Network tomorrow night, the numbers, they bode well for you putting up a very strong stat line. Do you expect to see another 11 targets like you did last week? Um, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. But, um, you know, uh, Minnesota saw the tape um, of our last game. I'm sure they're going to be prepared for it and uh, come up with schemes to try to stop, stop us. But, um, you know, it should be interesting to see how the outcome of the game could be. Well, I can tell you something right now. I'm going to be starting you. On my fantasy team, I have you in two leagues, and I love the matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. But we need to talk about something here. Now, yes. on Fantasy Live, we like to joke around about your coach, Mike Shanahan, and his use of the <laughs> running backs. We call it Shanahanigans. You know, a few weeks ago, it was Roy Hallou. He scores three touchdowns. And then this past week, it was Darrell Young. He scores three touchdowns. In fantasy, mm-hmm. we want those goal line touches to go to Alfred Morris and no one else except for Alfred Morris. So can you help fantasy owners? Does your coach have any tricks up his sleeve tomorrow night against the Vikings? Um, I don't think he has any tricks up his sleeve. Um, it all depends on the uh, field position and uh, who has the high hand. You know, like he said, a few weeks ago it was um, Halu. Um, a couple of days ago it was um, um, Darrell Young. And um, hopefully it's Alfred's turn this week coming up. Well, because a lot of people think that Shanahan hates our fantasy team. So <laughs> if you want to talk to him a little bit and say, hey, Mike, you know what? If you gave Morris those goal line looks on the, you know, in the game, a lot of more fans in fantasy would really, really love you, pal. I might just tell them to throw it to me down in the red zone. I like that, too. That's also, that's also a great way to go. Pierre, thank you so much for joining us here on NFL Fantasy Live, man. Good luck Thursday night against the Vikings right here on NFL Network. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Fabs. I like that, too, because I own Garcon in a couple leagues. Is he a number one fantasy wide receiver now? No, I mean, I don't think he needs to complain to Mike Shanahan. He's getting 89 (laughs) targets. That's the third most in the league, fellas. The problem with him is that he just doesn't get the production 
for the targets. I'm not saying he's a bad start. He's a good start. He's just not a number one wide receiver, not until he gets in the end zone more. All right, let's take a look at some quarterbacks now from Pierre Garçon to RG3. Here's the top ten quarterbacks with the easiest schedule the rest of the season. Some guys you might want to pick up going forward. RG3 is on this list. Marcus, does this mean you can play him more often? Uh, I think you still kind of look at him as a matchup-based starter. I think this is a week, though, where you can still try to sell high on Griffin. He's got a good matchup with the Vikings. If he can have a good game on Thursday night, maybe you move him and try to get somebody else who can help you out a little more consistently throughout the rest of the way. How about Eli Manning going forward? I think Eli Manning is one. Maybe you pick him up and you put him in your back pocket. I don't know that you're really trying to trade for him, but if he's on the waiver wire, this is a guy who, over the last four seasons, has been a lot better in November and December than he is earlier in the year. So maybe you go, you pick him up in your back pocket, and if you have a matchup that you like, then you plug him in. Elliot, what's interesting to you about seeing Matthew Stafford on this list? Well, for me, Matt Stafford is a trade bait guy. I would try to trade him away. Most people that have Matt Stafford probably have a quality starter in front of them. I drafted Andrew Luck, and I drafted Stafford as my backup. I don't need both of them. You might as well get your value for him now when you need him. So I would try to deal Stafford, package him with someone else, and get you a running back. Yeah, you can get a lot for him. And a guy I think that's that's very good who barely missed being on that board. I'm high on Nick Foles. No, he's not going to throw seven touchdowns every week. He's actually 11th. He has the 11th easiest remaining fantasy schedule for quarterbacks. But every year we see a quarterback come out of nowhere midseason and suddenly give you tons of fantasy points. And Foles has had three out of four starts have been excellent so far. I just am afraid that this is a trap game for me. You see the seven touchdowns, your eyes get big. <laughs> I see a one touchdown, one interception performance. But he's kind of figured out that offense a little bit. Certainly, certainly more than Matt Barkley. Yeah, and Riley Cooper now fantasy relevant as well. He's looking for him a lot. That's a wrap, fantasy fans. Join us tomorrow for all the latest news and a full preview for the Redskins Vikings Thursday night football matchup. NFL Fantasy Live returns tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy the night. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.